The following program is being brought to you on the Green Talk Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit thegreentalknetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues, Ocean River Shields of Achilles, with your host, Dr. Rob Moyer. Find out what others are doing and what you can do to create a greener and blue planet Earth. Now, here's Dr. Rob Moyer. Welcome. Today we're talking about the North American Mother Earth Water Walk. And with me is Madeline Hutchins, and she'll be our guide today. Um, She is a... coordinating the mother, the North American Mother Earth Water Walk, among other people whom she's going to introduce or whom we'll meet in a moment. Uh, Madeline joined the Mother Earth Water Walk in 2009, and she is learning the walk to walk with water. She stands to lead the east direction of the water walk. Water, life for the next seven generations is her inspiration. Madeline's background is in holistic and mental health with economic development and marketing and ecotourism. She's an advocate for peaceful resolutions and environmental protection, where she met her husband while working together at Protecting Water. Madeline's a mother of three children, and she, they all live along the St. Croix River on Passamaquoddy land in eastern Canada. Since 2006, Madeline has traveled west to Wisconsin, learning and walking the road of the original teachings of her ancestors and of the people of this land. I am personally most grateful for Madeline because she contacted me and she brought to my attention this most amazing walk and this effort that spans a continent. Madeline, welcome. How are you? How is it down by the St. Croix today? Well, it's a beautiful day. It's really mild. We were just visited uh, a little while ago by uh, the beautiful bald eagle that comes right here in our yard. It's a uh, it's beautiful sight. And, Rob, I'd like to say I coordinate the east direction because we do have a Mother Earth Water Walk coordinator, a fantastic lady. Uh, that would be Joanne Robertson. Yes, and Joanne is with us on the telephone today. Uh, hello, Joanne. Hi. Uh, let me say a little bit about you. Joanne Robertson is Ojibwe bald eagle, as of the Ojibwe, Ojibwe bald eagle clan, and Joanne works the central communications post in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, for the Mother Earth Water Walk, 2011. Joanne has been working closely for the past three months with Grandmother Josephine Mandawin, coordinating the four directions. She just earned her B.A. in Fine Arts, Joanne's concentration being in graphic design and native arts and culture. Joanne is the founder of the National Empty Glass for Water campaign that raises awareness about unsafe drinking water in First Nation communities of Canada. Joanne, welcome. Thanks. Um, 
So tell us, uh, why, don't you, why don't we first, um, could you help me introduce the other uh, two people who are on the phone with us right now? Okay. Um, we met Madeline, but um, Donna Kennedy, she's uh, coordinating the walk in direction, which started um, three days ago. And Tina, uh, just she was um, did the feast and the send-off ceremony. She coordinated all of that, and she also uh, was the support driver for the Western Walkers. And she just came from the walk yesterday, so that's how she's able to be with us today. Hello, Donis. Bonjour. Uh, Joanne, um, tell us about this walk that is epic in in coordination right now. <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, it's so big right now. It's a little bit overwhelming some days, but, um, the West got started. I'm most grateful you took time. Yeah. It got started on April 10th and, uh, last night they spent, uh, in Morton and starting on April 20th, uh, that'll be in Gulfport, Mississippi, which is one year from the oil spill. And then on May... Uh, 7th, they're going to be starting in the east from Machias, Maine. And on the 21st, they're going to be getting water um, from Churchill in Manitoba. So most of my days are spent um, triaging emails. Um, we get hundreds of me- emails every day um, and um, doing brochures and posters and French and English. And yeah, it's quite busy. <laughs> Now, I'm down in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and, of course, we hear about people trying to raise attention by, say, bicycling across the country or kayaking along a shoreline, a coastline. Uh, this is a little bigger than that. What, what is this that um, involves starting from Gulfport, Mississippi, and uh, Olympia, Washington, and Churchill, Manitoba, and Pachias, Maine? Yeah, it's... Um Grandmother Josephine Mondaman, um, my understanding is that different people were having dreams about the water and the water being carried from the four directions to um, Lake Superior. And they got together and they took action. And the point of the walk is uh, to raise collective consciousness to the general population. And they've, they've started walks, I believe it was in 2003, and this they're inviting youth um, to walk with them um, because youth are our future. And yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's good to involve all ages. All ages in this yeah. endeavor. Yeah. For sure. um, were Were you involved in last summer's walk, or should I ask Madeline about that? Um, you can ask Madeline. I'm fairly new. I've been a fan of Josephine's for many years. And she was my inspiration for starting the Empty Glass for Water campaign. But I, um, I, I haven't walked with the walkers, just in spirit. Right. You were saying, you were saying it started in 2003, and um, it did not start with walking the four corners of the continent. It started, I hope, a little smaller than that. Yeah. Madeline, were you involved in last year's walk? There, there was not a walk um, last year, not a mothered water walk last year. And the last one was in 2009. Now, this, uh, this summer, this past summer, uh, what Joanne was saying, you know, 
people, women, people were having visions, we really need to, to do this um, North America, Turtle Island water walk. And there was an urgency in the message um, because people feel that we are at a crossroad. And I, I should not really say people feel like uh, we do have very strong messages, you know, coming in saying that, yeah, we are at a crossroad and it is urgent to raise humanity's consciousness about water, uh, preserving life for the future generations. And many times, you know, we, we think and talk about the next seven generations, but here we're also wanting, you know, to assure a quality of life, a quality of that water uh, for the next seven generations and preserving the life of water herself. We had an earlier program with Carl Safina talking about saving turtles, but that was the wildlife. Now, tell us more about the image of Turtle Island, and, and that's something that us non-natives need to better understand. Would Donis or Joanne want to pick that? Sure. Donis? Yeah, Turtle Island is, uh, comes from our creation story. Here in uh, North America, those of us who are originally from here, who are originally placed here on this uh, part of our mother, the earth, a lot of our creation stories speak about the turtle. And for the Anishinaabe, that factors into our creation story uh, after the flood, um, which is again that the earth was needed to be remade. And it was all underwater. And in order for life to be able to continue in this part of the world, um, there was a sacrifice made by a very small animal, a muskrat, uh, who sacrificed his life so that we would have a place upon which to walk as the Anishinaabe. And, so he, and it was the turtle that offered her back to be able to support this this land, this turtle island. And so when we think about the water and how it factors into our creation story, and we think about those times, we think about the flood, and we think about all of those animals, all of those animals that, that worked to be able to provide a place for us to live. And they stood up for us every time there was a need creation has stood up for us and responded. And this is our way of being able to stand up for the water, the source of all life. And in that way, we stand up for all of our relatives in creation too, to stand up for the water, to walk for the water, to work for the water, to pray for the water, to put all our, our thoughts towards the water and life. Donis, we have to stop there for a break. Uh, we will be right back after this break to talk more about the Mother Earth Walk for Water. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. All together now, all together now. 
Connecting local stewardship with global support, the Ocean River Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work. We believe that many environmental issues can best be addressed by people taking action in their own communities and regions. It's not the large national entities, but the small, localized, or newly formed groups that often need help to achieve their goals. That's where the Ocean River Institute comes in. We maintain a network of eco-stewards and ORI partners, connecting them with resources and services to help them maximize their impact, expand their capacity, and weather unexpected setbacks. ORI actions and events offer opportunities to make a difference, to go the distance, and you can volunteer to be an ORI eco-steward. To discover more, visit us online at www.oceanriver.org. That's www.oceanriver.org. The Ocean River Institute is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work through environmental stewardship and science. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. This is the Voice America Green Living Channel. Spread the green. You're listening to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. To participate in today's discussion, you're welcome to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send an email to rob at oceanriver.org. Now, back to Dr. Rob Moyer. Hi, we're talking about the Mother Earth Water Walk. And Donis Kennedy was telling us the legend or the was telling us about Turtle Island and how that was the basis for the North American continent and how that um, people have been concerned and, and taking action for it for a long time. Uh, Donis, it was at times hard to hear you on the phone, um, but you told us about the Anasabi and our... I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And recently then, two grandmothers took some actions. Could you tell us briefly about their taking a stand for water? Yes. The um, grandmothers, uh, Josephine Mendamin, and there was actually four grandmothers, and then there was more. But the women responded to the need that they felt from the water. And... They knew that something had to be done. We received a prophecy from our grand chief, Eddie Benton Benet, who in 2000 said that if we continue with our negligence, in 30 years an ounce of water will cost the same as an ounce of gold. And it was in response to this statement that women, Nishnabe women, started gathering, um, led by our grandmothers and talking about what we must do for the water, how we could work for the water. And the Mother Earth Water Walkers was inspired by these circles of women talking about the importance of water as life givers, 
because all women carry water to bring life into this world. And so women are, are very closely tied to the water and to our future of our nation. So it was from there that we received direction on the need to pick up, to carry, and to work for the water. And so today, talking with us about Mother Earth Water Walk are a number of women, and only women. If you'd like to know more about um, the Mother for Earth Water Walk, uh, you can go to their website at www.MotherEarthWaterWalk.com. And there you can uh, look up the stories and the reports of um, many different activities and efforts and uh, uh, just energy in, in trying to address the, uh, the water problems that we all face here. Uh, joining me on the line now is uh, Tina. Hello, Tina. Bonjour. Good morning. Bonjour. Um, tell us about your involvement with this walk. I've been working in the Western Walk to provide whatever support can be organized. And... Um, helped organize first the welcome when Grandmother Josephine came into our Pacific Northwest area. And so on Friday night, we gathered at the traditional smokehouse, the House of Slanai at the Skokomish Nation, which is north of Shelton, Washington. And so members of my family and the community prepared a traditional meal and also shared some songs from this area to help our guests get a sense of the land and the people. And so Grandmother Josephine was escorted by her film crew. But unfortunately, on that first day, um, they were delayed at the border for three hours. And so they were finally able to come down and just spend an evening and be welcomed into this area. The next day, Josephine um, spoke at our college. I run the Longhouse Education and Cultural Center at the Evergreen State College. And part of how our community was able to help support the walk was by putting together sponsorship for a speaker fee, all of the proceeds from which would then go toward supporting the walks from all four directions. So Saturday evening, she gave a beautiful presentation in a PowerPoint and helping people understand why she was doing what she was doing, what she had already accomplished in walking around each of the Great Lakes and the plans for the walk that's currently happening. Then we put out the blanket and asked the people who were present to help support the walk. There were many who said that they could not participate on the actual walk but wanted to be supportive. So we gave them that opportunity and over $345 were raised. And every little, every little bit of contribution has been very helpful in moving the water forward. And then the next day, um, yes? Tina, why is money needed to do a walk that is simply walking Every day. Every day there are as many um, as two to three support vehicles that also are participating. The, wa the water itself never stops moving until an official break is taken, and that's signaled by placing down the tobacco. Those breaks typically only happen once or twice a day. So it's really important for people to have support vehicles so that the walkers can take shifts and continuously move forward with the staff in the water. So there are vehicles involved. Um, at the end of the day, it's extremely rewarding to be able to have a hot meal. We pack as much as we can 
during the day in terms of supplies that we can just continuously eat on the run. But at the end of the day, it's, it's very nice to be able to have a hot meal. And then, of course, there's a need for people to stay. And as people are joining in, um, then there's additional needs for lodging and whatever what other, other kinds of needs arise, such as purchasing perhaps some phone cards so that the communication can continue to move forward. There's a whole variety of different things that are needed. I want to interrupt and speak a moment to Joanne and then come back to Tina. Great. Joanne, uh, how can people uh, give money to help this cause? That, and, and it sounds like you need many kinds of help. You need help with communities welcoming the walkers and, and helping to support them and uh, many things. But uh, are you in Command Central for that kind of stuff? Um, the best way to help is to go to the map. Um, and the map is at emptyglassforwater.ca slash map. And on the map, there are a bunch of bubbles coming from each direction. And on the map, there are places for accommodations, gas, um, gift certificates. People can organize press releases, feasts. Um, and all of those things are on the map. So if, if the space is empty, that means that you or your community could um, possibly offer that. But there's also, um, you can offer, also offer financial help, but um, we're more interested in um, that help. And they can also go to the Mother Earth Water Walk website. Um, things are listed there, too, and the history of the walk is listed there. Joanne, tell us again the website for Empty Glass of Water. Okay, the map, um, it's hosted at emptyglassforwater.ca slash map. And yes, empty glass for water. Dot ca. Dot ca. Slash map. Hey, can we get to it from the Mother Earth though? Um, yep, there's a there's a link there. The also at the Mother Earth website, there's an announcements right on the home page. Oh, good. Yeah, and there's a Facebook. Good, that's an easy too. one to type in. Excellent. Well, we do need that. There's much need for help. Mm -hmm. Tina, um, you were telling us about, I mean, people, it takes a while to understand that this walk involves the four corners of the continent and simply walking. Now, why are you starting in uh, Washington State and not somewhere else in the calendar? It seems to be the first de-embarkation point or something. Well, certainly the Western Walk is the longest of all the walks. And we wanted to originate on both the east and west coast. And we're, we're looking to our membership of the Three Fires in Medewin Lodge and finding out who could be available to assist. And I happen to live mm -hmm. near the Skokomish Reservation with my husband, and I'm a first-degree Medewin. And so when I was asked to help support the walk, that's when I began to look at where the walk might originate and who could support the walkers from the beginning and get them off on a good way. So you will, or they will walk through many states all the way to Wisconsin? They're going to walk through Washington, part of Idaho, into Montana, and then at that point they're going to head north up into Canada where there are some individuals who have horses that will also help transport the water. How is the water carried? It's carried in a copper pail. And then we have some additional water 
that we carry in the vehicle. Once again, the strong need for support for the vehicles. Because as the individuals travel with the water, some of it does evaporate along the way. And this is seawater from the Pacific Ocean. It is. We had such a beautiful water ceremony on the very first morning on Sunday, April 10th, where uh, Grandmother Josephine had brought some water from Lake Superior. It was beautiful water, and it was mixed with some water from an artesian well here in Olympia. And everyone who was present at the ceremony actually got to participate in having some of that water as part of the ceremony. And the final thing that they did was to collect the salt water as we had gathered on the Eld Inlet. And um, as soon as that water was collected, that's when the walk began because the water never stops and it continues to move forward. So she immediately began the journey as soon as the water was collected at the Eld Inlet. Beautiful. It was very beautiful. Karen, what? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say that in respecting the indigenous peoples of this land, we began with the um, spiritual leader of the House of Slanai. That would be Smutkum Delbert Miller. He also happens to be my husband. And so he gave some words of welcome, and he offered a couple of prayer songs for their safe journey and in respect of the water. So we always begin with the people of the land and giving them that opportunity to do what they need to do that's culturally appropriate. And then our Anishinaabe people were then invited to have a water ceremony in which everyone who was present was able to participate. So that was a gorgeous way to start the day, and the eagle was circling in the sky as we were singing our water song. And even the loon came to witness, and ravens, and it was just a beautiful morning. That is fantastic. It's so wonderful the way that Nature responds at the same time. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with Tina and others who are involved in the Mother Earth Water Walk. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Connecting local stewardship with global support, the Ocean River Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work. We believe that many environmental issues can best be addressed by people taking action in their own communities and regions. It's not the large national entities, but the small, localized, or newly formed groups that often need help to achieve their goals. That's where the Ocean River Institute comes in. We maintain a network of eco-stewards and ORI partners, connecting them with resources and services to help them maximize their impact, expand their capacity, and weather unexpected setbacks. ORI actions and events offer opportunities to make a difference, to go the distance, and you can volunteer to be an ORI eco-steward. To discover more, visit us online at www.oceanriver.org. That's www.oceanriver.org. The Ocean River Institute is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work through environmental stewardship and science. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? This is the Voice America Green Living Channel. Spread the green. You're listening to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. To participate in today's discussion, you're welcome to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send an email to rob at oceanriver.org. Now, back to Dr. Rob Moyer. Hi, we're back, and we're talking about the Mother Earth Water Walk. And Tina has told us about beginning the walk in Washington State uh, by taking seawater, by first bringing water from the Great Lakes to the ocean and then uh, gathering seawater. And as they gathered it, uh, Tina was noting that uh, a loon stopped by and there was a bald eagle in the sky, and they will now be walking the water to Wisconsin from Washington State, and from the South Compass direction, uh, Sharon Day is with us. She's an Ojibwa woman from Boyfor Band of the Ojibwe, um, and you currently she currently lives in St. Paul, Minnesota, near the Mississippi River, and she's an active participant in the saving of Camp Coldwater in Minneapolis. She is the executive director of the Indigenous Peoples Task Force which is a healthcare advocacy and service agency for Native Americans in the Minnesota area. Uh, hello, Sharon. Good morning. Uh, now I understand uh, you'll be uh, bringing us up, from, bringing the water up from Gulfport, Mississippi. Yes, indeed. And also um, on the website, which is MotherEarthWaterWalk.com is a wonderful song that I understand was written by a young young lad, or a, and is he your nephew or something? Uh, uh, um, yeah, my nephew, uh, Mishkun. Um, my sister, her name's Darian Day, and she's a head singer in our lodge. Um, every day she would take him to school, and some years ago, you know, we had the opportunity to uh, meet Dr. Emoto uh, from Japan, who's done all of the... Um, experiments with water, you know, talking to water and sending good positive messages to the water. And in those experiments, when he would do that and people would do that, they would freeze the water and then the ice crystals would be so beautiful. Conversely, when um, they sent, you know, negative energy to the water, then the ice crystals were like really scary looking and uh, fragmented. So Dr. Emoto... um, for many years has said, you know, we need to talk to the water. We need to ask um, the water for forgiveness Um, because the water doesn't pollute herself, right? The water doesn't do anything negative to it. 
we we are the ones that do that. So to ask forgiveness to the water, and also to tell the water we we love her, um, we respect her, and we're thankful to her. So as my sister would take Mishkoons to school, there was a lake on one side of the road and another lake on the other side, and they would say to the water, "Water, we love you, we thank you, and we respect you." And uh, Mishkoon said to my sister Doreen, "Shouldn't we say this in Ojibwe Moen?" And so she said, "Yes, yes, we we can do that." So um, she found out then how to say that, and so then that's what they would say, Nibi. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't remember without singing it. <laughs> but anyhow, they would say to the water <laughs> in the language, you know, water. You we, can sing we it love for you. us. We thank you and we respect you. And then one day he said, "Well, let's sing, let's sing this." Um, in Ojibwe Moen. And so then a melody came to her, and so then um, she created this, this song with, um, with um, her, her, her grandson, Mishkuns. And so it's on the, on the uh, Mother Earth Water Walk, and um, we've been teaching it to young people um, as we've made presentations here in the local area with the youth who will be working with us and to other women singers and so this is one of the songs that we'll be singing as we walk because as we walk and carry the water, you know, we want every step to be a prayerful step. Every step we want to be singing um, some water songs. And, of course, in our traditions, we have our spiritual and our sacred water songs. Um, this song is a song that everybody can sing and that we hope will be translated into many languages. So this is Water, We Love You, We Thank You, We Respect You song in Ojibwe, and it is, sounds to me like a lullaby. It, it really conveys yes. the need and the urgency to, um, to, to love water and respect water and cherish water. on the line with me, uh, and she will be walking from Gulfport, and what states will you walk through? We'll, we'll walk through Mississippi, um, a little part of Tennessee, Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, and Wisconsin. And um, unfortunately for us, you know, we will start off in the Mississippi Choctaw Territory, and, um, and we've invited them to join with us at the beginning and uh, to be present as we gather the water. Once we head north um, through uh, Tennessee and Arkansas, um, unfortunately, all of our people, our relatives, have been removed from those lands, 
as well as Missouri. And so we don't, we won't have, uh, we won't actually walk through another um, tribal land that's still held by the people until we get to um, Lakota Ray Reservation in Wisconsin. So we, um, so we feel badly about that, and we hope that um, yes. people from maybe a little to the west, um, we know that we're going to have some of our Cherokee um, relatives are going to um, meet us in Missouri and walk with us. We have some grandmothers there that are going to that have been very supportive and are doing some fundraising as well. Um, so we're <laughs> really encouraging people who are listening if you're in the south. Um, Look us up on the Google map, Empty Glass for Water, and come out and join us. That's Empty Glass for Water on Google, or uh, I think you can connect through the website, MotherEarthWaterWalk.com. Yes. Uh, at least you can find out how to reach people there. Um, but it's important that people listening in all these communities, um, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. You know, I... I have three sons, and it just means so much to step out and help people because it, it's so different from just writing a check or something because your family doesn't understand that. But when you, when you work together to welcome people from out of town to into the town and help them um, find a place to sleep and so forth, um, it, just, it just expands the, the sense of giving and community that um, is rewarding for those of us who aren't doing this epic hike. And uh, then from the thank you, Sharon, from the east, uh, Madeline, are you organizing the uh, the walk from the east? And where will you begin? And how will that start? Well, we um, we had talked to Josephine about where to start in the east. We were not sure that was brought in um, ceremony, and uh, they got back to us. Josephine got back to us and said, "Machias, where is Machias?" And I, I was celebrating that choice because Machayas is very important to our people in the East and to the Ojibwe's as well. So what we've been doing is um, we've been contacting the Passamaquoddy in Maine, and they are looking after the organization of the uh, send-off in Maine. And from there... <clears throat> Sorry, from there we will be walking through the state of Maine, heading out towards the province of Quebec, and then walking from um, Maine cities, you know, Montreal in Quebec, going through Ontario, Ottawa, the capital in Canada, and way up to uh, Sault Ste. Marie, and heading back into Michigan, and then our famous, beautiful destination that we're looking forward to on June 12th, Bad River, where we will be um, holding the ceremonies for water. So you will be passing through some very populated areas. How will you convey the message of your walk? Um, one of the ways that we've been uh, working on over the past couple of days, especially from here, and I think that other directions have picked up that as well, is... Um, in the past, you know, way prior to European arrival on this continent, our people had runners, people who would go and bring messages from one community to another and really, you know, from one community to another. So today we have access to Internet. 
We're going to try to use Internet as much as we can. And four or five days prior to Walker's arriving, having the media alerted to this, having communities alerted, you know, that the water walk is coming. Mother Earth Water Walk is going to be in their community in, let's say, four or five days a week from now. And maybe the day before or so, launching out another message, you know, through um, Internet, beautiful technology, uh, helping, you know, the water walk. So this this is mainly how we're going to try to uh, let the people know about it. Of course, we're using every indigenous organization that we can think of to help us out. Uh, you know, we're relying on, on them to pass the word around as well. In a, the eastern direction, we've... Um, We've received major interest by the United Church of Canada. Um, they're really interested in deploying efforts in reconciliation. And we can tell the people are sincere. And we are at this time where people have a choice. Uh, we are at crossroad. There's great opportunities for reconciliation in supporting this water walk. Um, we're hoping that the other directions will see um, many non-Native people coming out and wanting to support the Water Walk as well. And how they can do this is by bringing food to the walkers, bringing in-kind contributions, you know, uh, and I'm sure that Joanne has talked about that before, like gas cards, helping, uh, whether it's opening up uh, a church hall where the walkers can be hosted in, serving them a meal, you know, before um, before they rest for the day. Other ways, some communities, they would prefer to rally some funding and cover for a few rooms at the motel, and that is fine. Like, uh, any ways that people can help is welcome. Madeline, we have to take a break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back talking about Mother Earth Water Walk. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Connecting local stewardship with global support, the Ocean River Institute is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work. We believe that many environmental issues can best be addressed by people taking action in their own communities and regions. It's not the large national entities, but the small, localized, or newly formed groups that often need help to achieve their goals. That's where the Ocean River Institute comes in. We maintain a network of eco-stewards and ORI partners, connecting them with resources and services to help them maximize their impact, expand their capacity, and weather unexpected setbacks. ORI actions and events offer opportunities to make a difference, to go the distance, and you can volunteer to be an ORI eco-steward. To discover more, visit us online at www.ocean.org. 
www.oceanriver.org. That's www.oceanriver.org. The Ocean River Institute is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people and groups make a difference where they live and work through environmental stewardship and science. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. This is the Voice America Green Living Channel. Spread the green. You're listening to Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. To participate in today's discussion, you're welcome to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send an email to rob at oceanriver.org. Now, back to Dr. Rob Moyer. Hi, we're talking about the Mother Earth Water Walk. And we've learned about the walk that started in the Olympic Peninsula of Washington State. Walkers will be leaving from Gulfport, Mississippi, and Machias, Maine, and uh, Churchill, Manitoba. From Churchill, they'll take, have to take a train to Winnipeg, I guess, and then walk from there. Now, all of these walks require incredible support from the communities they have to pass through. And uh, right now, the Washington Walk has started, uh, and someone was going to tell me about the situation out there and, well, there's need for help. Yes, the water walkers are, are already on their way. And so what's needed is for communities all along the route to identify a contact person who would like to organize support walkers, support drivers, um, arrange for accommodations to host or a hot meal at the end of the day. That's, um, those are all welcome activities that communities along the route can do. And they can do that by joining the Facebook Waterwalk 2011 site, visiting the Empty Glass for Water slash map, and keeping track of the walkers as they go along and foreseeing the route, and to check on the Mother Earth Waterwalk dot com website. Those are all ways to get involved or to email Joanne at the Waterwalk two thousand eleven at gmail dot com. And communities that are not on route can still help by organizing. They can organize for fundraising. They were trying to raise one penny per step that the water walkers take. And they will be taking over ten million and a half steps on the water walk. So that's what we're trying to raise. They can get involved in that. They can sponsor walkers. They can sponsor drivers. They can also gather a group of people who would like to walk for one, seven, five, or any number of days and send them to one of the routes where they're needed. All of those would be welcome contributions to the walk. Yes, it's a fabulous web page you've set up um, at 
uh, http dot slash slash empty glass for water dot ca slash map slash. And there you'll see the continent of North America and little balloons marching all the way from the west coast to the east coast up from Mississippi and converging down from the south, from the north. And um, it's very important that uh, people stand with these uh, Native Americans who are doing this walk, that, they, that those of us who are not on the route, you know, show our support either... Um, uh, certainly emotionally, um, words of support are probably most welcome. Um, telling uh, your local uh, news media that you're concerned about this and that maybe you're having a, a prayer session or a rally or um, some kind of gathering in, in honor of this effort to bring the water of North America together from all four coasts. Uh, there, you know, there's much that... Uh, Little bits go very far, and the whole, this whole effort is just small steps crossing the continent in a matter of months. It's most remarkable. Uh, Joanne, how do you manage? You're in the middle there trying to coordinate all this. Um, isn't this a little overwhelming? Um, very. <laughs> um, but Donis is working here in the office, and when they send in their emails every night, um, yes. it, it makes it all worthwhile. And like Josephine always tells us, every day we say we're doing it for the water. So that's what, that's my mantra these days. <laughs> and Madeline, what can, what else can people do to help, uh, help with this water problem in their own communities, with their own families? With their own families, people can certainly take the time to look at, you know, how all of us, how are we living what are we doing to the water? How can we change how we are relating to water? And this this is for the next seven generations, not only to assure that there is water there, but to assure that water herself is pure, clean, so that there is a quality of life for the next seven generations. Um, in supporting the water walk, I don't know if anybody spoke about the... Um, Penny a step campaign. Tell us. The penny a step campaign is um, an idea that came through from one of the relatives of the uh, the water walk walkers, and the idea is to have people and children as well, youths, anybody contributing to the water walk from where they are by collecting pennies and depositing, sending that to the, um, the Water Walk uh, office, like in the States and in Canada. So anybody has pennies, right? And if we go around and ask our relatives, our friends, do you have any pennies you could contribute for this cause, then, you know, it doesn't take long that $10, $20, even $100 can be gathered through rolling pennies to supporting one step at a time, the water walk. Joanne knows exactly how many steps we have to cover. Yes, Joanne is, is manning the, um, the webpage here at MotherEarthWaterWalk.com, and you can write to her um, if you would like to uh, send pennies to help with this noble effort. This is, this is a most remarkable 
um, effort. It's just it's difficult for me from my northeast perspective of the continent to wrap my head around the extent of of not just the geography, but the number of people, the diversity of, the, you know, the breadth of, of CERN for water is just remarkable. Um, uh, Dennis, do you, can you give us some closing words about this um, effort? Well, what I've always been taught by my grandmothers is that whenever we really, really care about something, Whenever really we want to do something in a good way, want to see our work go forward in the best way possible for the future, we always address the spirit first. And this is what the walk is. The water, Earth Water Walkers, they pray for the water with every step that they take. And they've walked around the Great Lakes. That took them 24 million, over 24 million steps. And they prayed for the water. And you can see the effect that their petition to the spirit of the water has had in our area. It's flowed into people's consciousness. And it's opened up opportunities to make change, to stand up for the water, which is the most important thing for all life because it's the source of all life. And it's the most important thing for the future. And so... That's really what this walk is about. It's about putting the spirit first and connecting with the water and trusting that the spirit of the water will flow to the future when this is, when this is done. Thank you, Donis. I want to thank all of you who are doing the Mother Earth Water Walk for taking the time to explore with us today what you're doing, the extent of the walk, uh, it's most remarkable. Again, it's MotherEarthWaterWalk.com. Uh, next week, we will be broadcasting uh, for Earth Day, and my guests will be Olivia Newton-John and her husband, Amazon John, as well as people in the British Virgin Islands who are working to save their continent. So for Moyer's Environmental Dialogues, Environmental Ocean River Shields of Achilles Radio, thank you for listening. Thanks again for joining us this week on Moyer's Environmental Dialogues. Please tune in for more with Dr. Rob Moyer next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Green Living Channel. We'll talk again then. Dr.